Today on Healthy Mind, Healthy Body, we're going to continue our conversation about how meditation is a powerful tool to strengthen our mind and our spirit. If you are joining me for the first time, my name is Allison Ralston. I am a physician assistant and brain health coach. Thank you for joining me today. I believe that a healthy mind will lead to a healthy body. Meditation is so much more than just uh, sitting and thinking on things. Um, It's so much more than just trying to speak positive or to think positive. Meditation was always God's idea. And meditation really is a process of being transformed, to being transformed into the likeness of Christ. Hear these words from Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, to this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude, so that you may be so that you may prove for yourself what is good and what is acceptable and perfect will of God even the things which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. Meditation is a process of being transformed. The Bible says that as a man thinks, so he is in his heart. It also says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Really, meditation is heart transformation. When we begin to intentionally think on the things of God, when we intentionally go to His Word and begin to ponder and contemplate it, this is where we begin to be transformed. You may be asking, why is a healthcare provider talking about meditation and heart transformation? Well, honestly, every day in my practice, I see broken, stressed out, fearful people. We know that 87% or probably more than that of our chronic illnesses are stress-related. Much of what I see is is rooted in fear, stress, worry. Many of our chronic illnesses, and I should say probably all, are rooted in stress or what we are meditating on. Why do I say that? Because really our thinking and our emotional health plays a big part in our physical well-being. Many of the people that I see in my practice are Christians. We are supposed to be living the abundant life. We're supposed to be experiencing that peace and that joy but many of us are perishing because of a lack of knowledge. Proverbs uh, 14.30 says this, A calm and undisturbed mind and heart are life and health of the body, but envy, jealousy, and wrath are like rottenness of the bones. Those who have follow me know that healthy mind, healthy body was birthed really out of the scripture, Proverbs seventeen twenty two, 
which says a happy heart is good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. A broken spirit is defined in Deuteronomy 31.8, and it's defined as unnerved, fearful. So meditation is a process of taking our mind off the world and lifting it to the one who is our help, who calls himself the living water, who calls himself the fountain of life. And it's in that time when we take our mind off ourselves and the problems of the world that there is a divine exchange that happens, that he takes my ugliness, he takes my sorrow, and he refreshes my spirit, reminds me of who I am and whose I am. And I believe that in the body of Christ, we have forgotten who we are. We have forgotten our identity in Christ. We have forgotten the words that were spoken in Second Timothy which says that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. In the Amplified Version, it puts it um, this way. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and love, and a calm and well-balanced mind, and discipline and self-control. So the process of meditation is the process of intentionally thinking on things that are above. It is an intentionally actually practicing His presence. That those of us who are in Christ, that His presence is with us always, and we can intentionally turn our heart and mind throughout the day. It is not just coming before Him in the morning or the evening and then forgetting about Him the rest of the day. But it is the intentional practicing of His presence or practicing thinking on things that are above, thinking on things of the kingdom. And this is what the Lord talked to so many of the uh, people in the Bible. Joshua, he said, to keep these things before you, keep my laws before you day and night, and don't turn to the left or to the right. Meditation was always God's idea. When you look at Psalms, uh, the word meditate is used many times. Uh, in Psalms 119, the word meditate is used quite often. Now, there's several Hebrew words uh, that he used, and I'm going to try to pronounce them. Um, I'm not a Hebrew uh, scholar. Uh, and so I'm sure I'm not saying these right. So those of you who are, please forgive me. But one of the words for meditate was sayak. And it means to ponder, converse with oneself, and to hence speak aloud, or to utter. It, other words for that would be commune, complain, declare, meditate, muse, pray, speak, and talk. So you see that word is so rich. It implies all of these things. So in this time with the Lord, we are, we're declaring, we're also uttering, we're speaking, but we're also, I think it also requires too that we listen, uh, and that we hear what the Lord is speaking to us. Another uh, uh, word for meditate that you can find in Psalms 119 is psycha. And it means reflection. 
It means by extension of devotion. It means meditation and prayer. Um, the Hebrew word extends it even more. It means to, uh, it's a process of meditation related to divine things. It means to meditate before God. So I want to take you uh, through my time with the Lord, not to for you to copy it, but to just as a guideline. I hope that you have found your secret place. I hope that you have asked the Lord to, you know, what he's singing over you today. And as he brings that up to you, that you will sing that back to him, that you will look up the words and let that be what he's speaking to you that day. So the other morning, I woke up somewhere between 3.30 and 4, and I realized that coming up out of my spirit was the song, Scars, and it's from I Am They. And I was singing that I was thankful for the scars. I decided to go back to sleep, and I woke up again around 5. And the song, Burn the Ships, was coming. That's the one from King and Country, I believe. And I looked up the words, and this is what it said. Step into a new day. We can rise up from the dust and walk away. We can dance upon our heartache. So light a match, leave the past, burn the ships, and don't look back. That song spoke volumes to me. The week had been long. Many people uh, were broken. One of my patients uh, was suicidal and went to the hospital. Another patient came in who was wanting to do self-harm. And these were hard things that I had been carrying. So the Lord was saying, this is a new day. You know, I can walk away from all that. I can walk away from the heartache. And that I don't have to look back. He began, so I was saying that song back to him. And I listened to those words. And I thought of those words, and I realized that I had been looking back, not just over the week of the patients and their problems, but I had been looking back at other things in my life. And he, was, and he began to speak, to quit looking back, today's a new day. So that's just an example of how the Lord would begin to speak. And as I, as I began to sit and listen to him, he began to also speak to me about his character that he was slow to anger. I realized that even though I had walked with the Lord for a while, there was still a part of me that was concerned about his anger. And then he began to bring me to scriptures. There's so many scriptures that says that he is slow to anger. I want to leave you with this um, picture from Nehemiah 9, 17, 20. And the, the Lord was showing me that even in the Old Testament, you know, many people say that God's anger was throughout the Old Testament, and yes, because he's a holy God, but he also was very patient and kind, and there was so many times that he sent prophets to try to change the people's mind, because what was happening is that they were opening themselves to evil. They were opening themselves for the devil to come in and steal, kill, and destroy because of what they were doing. And much of what they were doing was pretty bad. 
Uh, they were even sacrificing their own children. But here is what he spoke about um, his people uh, when he brought them out of Egypt. So Nehemiah nine seventeen twenty. They refused to obey, nor would they be mindful of the wonders and the miracles which you did among them. But they stiffened their they stiffened their necks, and in their rebellion appointed a captain that they might um, return to their bondage in Egypt. But you are a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great steadfast love, and you did not forsake them. Even when they made for themselves a molten calf and said, This is our God who brought you out of Egypt and had committed great and contemptible blasphemies, you you in your great mercy forsook them not, forsook them not in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud departed not from them by day to lead them in the way, nor the pillar of fire by night to light the way to go. You also gave your good spirit to instruct them, and withheld not your manna from them, and gave water for them for their thirst. This is in the Old Testament. This is a people who do not have the promise of the Holy Spirit. That God, even when they were turning away from him, continued to light their way, continued to feed them, continued to give them water. How much more will he give us the Holy Spirit? How much more will he uh, be with us? It says that he will never leave us or forsake us. Friends, it is the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. So I encourage you today to go before the Lord. I believe it is in the secret place where we are going to come under the umbrella of our God, our King, to understand who He is and His ways. And it is in this time of prayer and seeking that we learn His ways, we learn of His goodness, we learn of His kindness. So I'm going to leave you with uh, Psalms 145. And it says this, Great is the Lord and highly to be praised, and His greatness is so vast and deep as to be unsearchable. One generation shall laud your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and your wondrous works I will meditate. We'll drop down to verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and abounding in mercy and loving kindness. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His work, the entirety of the things He created. All your work shall praise you, O Lord, and your loving ones shall bless you. Affectionately and gratefully shall your saints confess and praise you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have got a little glimpse that meditation is actually transformation. It is a process of thinking and speaking on things that are above. The word of God is so powerful. 
Jesus said that his words are spirit and life. He is the fountain of life. He is the joy unspeakable. John 10.10 says that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life, life more abundantly. Psalms 36.9 says, For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light do we see light. Again, thank you for joining Healthy Mind, Healthy Body. Thank you for sticking it out. I've had some technical difficulties um, with uh, just all of a sudden we'll stop recording. Um, But I hope that this has been helpful to you. Um, If this has been helpful to you or any of the other podcasts, please uh, share them uh, with people that you think may benefit from them. Again, this is Allison Ralston, uh, physician assistant and brain health coach. I thank you again for joining me, and I hope that you are um, benefiting from these teachings, uh, that you're finding the secret place, that you're finding your peace and your joy in the only one who can satisfy. His name is Jesus.